Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your guest host, Jessica Lamb. We get a lot of questions at She Reads Truth about what we believe. So for this week's episode, I sat down with Amanda and Rachel to talk about our love for scripture and our approach to reading the Bible together. Let's get to it. I'm really excited to take time today to talk about the why of what we do. We spend time every week getting to open our Bibles with each other, with guests, with she's, to talk about the scripture, talk about the reading plan that we're studying as a community. And I love getting to do that. And I love listening to you get to do it with our guests. But it's also really exciting to take a minute and step back and look at the bigger picture of at She Reads Truth, what we do on a larger scale and why we do it. So yeah, it's also one of our favorite things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Because we love the work that we get to do. The first thing I want to talk about is I know last week we talked a little bit about your personal need for what we do, for Mm -hmm. community, for opening the Bible more. Yeah. But I wanted to start with what do you think the need is for so many other women? What's the need in our churches today for something like She Reads Truth? Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, you think about like the prophet Amos, who described the famine in the land not as being a famine of food, but of the word of God. There was no prophet. There was no prophecy. There was a lack of biblical literacy, so to speak, in the Old Testament. And that is something that whether there's a famine or not, I think that that's debatable. But I think that in many ways, it's very true, even in our own homes that we have you know, three to five copies of scripture in our homes, but are we reaching for those copies of scripture and opening them? And, you know, having even early in the days of She Reads Truth, talking to our pastors and other pastors, that they're writing their sermons and preaching on Sundays to congregations, assuming biblical illiteracy, assuming that the majority of the people in their congregation did not open their Bibles that week. And so if a pastor is preaching from the New Testament and he makes a reference to Daniel, he's going to have to do some explaining. He can't assume that the people listening, even though the people in his church who come to church every Sunday and are believers know what he's talking about. And that's, I think, in many ways new. And in many ways, it's not new. But what we know is that our desire, when She Reads Truth began, to be in the Word, to have our lives reflect what we believe about the importance of Scripture and how life-changing it is, That's why we do what we do, but also we believe that that is happening kind of everywhere. We talk about, you know, that She Reads Truth sets out to not reach people with their first copies of Scripture, although we support organizations that do, but instead we're encouraging the already reached to reach for their Bibles. I love that because I feel like for so many of us believers, we almost outsource our access to the Bible. Yeah. We have incredible pastors. We have podcasts where we can listen to the best teaching on scripture from all over the world. Every single day we can have that teaching. We have so many great books and and biblical teachers who walk us through what scripture means and what we should take from it and how our lives are changed by it. And it's so good and so wonderful. But sometimes that is our main diet. Yeah. That's what is our sustenance, which is backwards, right? We're not reading that to add on to our personal study of the word. We're coming to that first. And then if we have time 
reading scripture for ourselves. We're trusting other people to read the Bible on our behalf and then come back and tell us what you've learned mm-hmm. rather than going to the word directly. Yeah. And there's a place for that. I mean, we we will say it every time that we love the local church and believe strongly in the local church and the role of that in the life of a believer. But that's exactly right. I mean, our interaction with scripture is not meant to be just limited to that particular scenario of a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or a group Bible study. And the food analogy really works really well here on a lot of levels because, you know, I think that when you ask like what the need is on a broader level, I think it is a need for just knowing the Bible as believers and as the church. And it's also the felt need we so often see when we speak to other women who desire to be in scripture and just aren't for some reason, Mm -hmm. just like we were, Mm -hmm. how, you know, She Reads Truth got started originally. That felt need is sometimes as simple as I feel like it should look a certain way when I come to scripture and it doesn't. And so I just feel defeated about it. And so I'm just not doing it. And when you think about like food, I'm going to make a point to eat every day. I'm Mm going to eat food and drink water every day because my actual physical life depends on it. Sometimes that might be like the perfect scenario of cooking at home with fresh ingredients and everything is like going smoothly or whatever. And sometimes that looks like, you know, grabbing a bite here and there when I can, because the day is really busy. And for some reason, I think for a lot of us, we expect reading scripture to be idyllic all the time. And we expect like that, okay, well, I need, it needs to be quiet. It needs to be at a certain time of day. And all of those things are helpful and they are the ideal for a reason. They're good goals. They're good goals. But if we treated everything else in our life that was a priority, the way that we treat sometimes or, you know, treat scripture reading where, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not doing it all. Ah, like, let's don't do that. You know, like, let's open our Bibles. And there are going to be so many days that we fumble through that. But it shouldn't keep us from coming back. And in fact, like, there's so much grace for that. That's actually what we find in scripture is Mm -hmm. a ton of grace for the fact that we're not perfect. I love the food analogy, and it makes me kind of look back to my young adult life and realize that I was sort of unintentionally fasting for whole weeks exactly. at a time. I would fast from Scripture and break the fast on on Sunday in church and have Scripture read to me, and I'm grateful that I attended a church that read Scripture out loud, but that's not the way to live. We shouldn't be fasting during the week. In fact, one of the other things, our mission, of course, is women and men in the Word of God every day. But one of these things that we found to be a good goal and a good thing to talk about to our she's and he's is this idea of biblical literacy between Sundays. We don't want to be a church. That's not what we are. That's not who we are. Go and be involved in your local church. But this between Sundays to show up every week and go to church having lived that week with the Lord, having spent that time in Scripture, you're growing and building and you're not sitting in the pew and your pastor is not preaching to you from an assumption of biblical illiteracy. Let's get there. I want that not just for me and not just for my family, but I want that for the people that we have the opportunity to serve and resource right now. I love that. I think that's great. And I think you really nailed sort of what it is that's unique about what we do is we are saying, show up today, open your Bible, read with us and come back tomorrow. But it's pretty simple. 
right? It's an invitation just to read the Bible with us. Something else that we say a lot about who we are at She Reads Truth is that we are biblically rooted and broadly evangelical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, it's actually really important to us that that stay at the forefront of our minds when we're working. Because so biblically rooted, we want everything that we do to be rooted in Scripture. Even, Amanda, as you and I have talked about Scripture and the role that it plays in our company, I think about the analogy of the award stands at the Olympics, where like the first place gold medal winner is at the top, and then there's second place and third place, but they're lower. And for She Reads Truth, Scripture gets that gold medal place always. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so our roots are always in scripture, but we want, you know, I picture a tree as our second, as our third analogy of the day. (laughs) If our roots are in scripture, we want our branches to be broad enough that everyone is welcome to come and read scripture with us. So when we say we're broadly evangelical, we mean that She Reads Truth itself is not affiliated with a particular denomination. That doesn't mean that we don't have things that we stand on to be true, but we keep those things to the essentials of the faith, so the essentials of the gospel, and we really focus on letting scripture be the teacher and then letting our she's and he's who are in our community work out the, I want to say non-essentials, but I mean the things that are not the core of the gospel. So we really want what we teach to be central and then to leave the other more peripheral things in our faith. Like those are not unimportant items, but those we believe are to be worked out in the context of a local faith community with believers that you can see eye to eye, not the believers. And live in community with. Yeah. And live in community with. So many aspects of our faith are layered and complex and they really, we really are designed and created to be in community. So what we want to be as she reads truth is we want to be a place where anyone can come and read the Bible and we're not going to get hung up on who believes what. But what we're going to do is we're going to learn from each other. And we're first and foremost going to learn from scripture. And then we're going to learn from one another. And we're going to be a safe place for you to come and encounter the word and be encouraged to stay in the word. Because what we all believe is that knowing the word of God is essential to knowing God. And so that is what we want to be that place. Hey friends, Hannah here. I just wanted to hop on and say thank you for tuning into this podcast. It is a joy and a privilege to share this space with you as we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. If the She Reads Truth podcast has blessed you as much as it has blessed us, we want to know. You can tell us by leaving us a rating or a review right here in the podcast app. As always, thanks for joining us in our mission to be women in the word of God every day. Now let's get back to the show. So many denominations are represented even here on our team. And I love that. And the thing that I love about this biblically rooted, broadly evangelical is that it's so inviting and honestly so freeing for us to just say, here are all the things that have become divisive in the church. We're going to not 
talk about that right now. And not that we avoid those things or anything like that, but what we want to do is invite you, not even to us, but we want to invite you to scripture. And, you know, a metaphor that we, I mean, since we're having a metaphor party, a metaphor that we also use, sometimes when I speak, I physically pick up my Bible and I hold it over my head. And I talk about how God's word is our authority, how everything that is taught and how everything that is written in God's word informs how I think, how I live, how I treat people, how I act. All of the decisions that I make are first and foremost informed by Scripture, and that is my biblical worldview. Instead of, you know, the temptation that we all have to put instead God's Word under our feet, not over our head, but under our feet, where we come up with our ideas and we form our opinions, and then we go to Scripture after that to support the ideas that we have or like find proof to prove or permit what we believe or why. And the freedom that comes genuinely in holding Scripture over our heads as our authority is so freeing because if you think I'm wrong for whatever reason— I can just point to God's word and say, this is what it tells me. And also there is freedom to be wrong yeah. because I am not the ultimate authority. Yeah. God and his word are the authority yeah. in my life. And so I'm not created to be my own authority. There is and there's um, a lot of freedom there. You're exactly right. Yeah. There is a beautiful security in sitting beneath God's word. That's so good. And I've heard you describe sort of that approach as a lead student approach to what we do with our resources. Can you talk more about that and how that posture informs our study books? Yeah, it's something that we're really passionate about is that our study books are first scripture centric. We want, I mean, most of the words in the study books are words from scripture. (laughs) And that is by design because our invitation is not you know, women in She Reads Truth every day. It's women in the Word of God every day. You know, it's interesting, Jessica, actually, the number of people who are surprised when they first interact with one of our study books, because you typically, right now in the 21st century, you expect devotional books. Like you expect there to be a lot of, I guess, human words in books like that when you're sitting down to have your devotional time. And we've just taken a different approach. We really, you know, we talked last episode about She Reads Truth being almost this grand experiment. What happens if we just, as individual men and women, open Scripture for ourselves without starting with a devotional, without starting with anything else? What if we just open Scripture? And that's what our study books are. Amanda and I aren't coming in to be the teachers. We are joining the community as students, and we'll call ourselves lead students. That's fine, because we love the privilege of leading all the other she's in being students of God's word and going first. And yeah, we respond to it. We do include devotionals on the website and on the app. But those books that we create, those study books, we print God's word in them. We print primary passages and then we do this thing that I love. We invite scripture to interpret scripture. It already does. And that lead student philosophy is what also drives all of the other tools that we put into the study book. So instead of devotionals, we provide resources that set the reader up for success. And by that, I mean, you know, giving them context for like, if it's a book of the Bible, when it was written, what was going on. We also just try to go first and anticipate questions that we have or that we believe the reader will have so that we can provide a resource that 
maybe doesn't answer the question specifically, but teaches us how to read in a way where we can discover the answers on our own. And that's really important to us. Exactly. I think that one of the biggest things, Amanda, for you and I, and I think for so many people listening, is they feel intimidated when it comes to scripture. And so one of the things we want to be sure to do at She Reads Truth is to be both inviting and accessible. And so when we are creating a Bible reading plan or when we're building a study book and dreaming about what would be in that, we are asking the question of how can we make this more accessible? How can we make this a little less intimidating? And so when there's a question about whatever it is that we're reading, we ask the questions and then we just ask, what does scripture say? about those things. We don't typically put a lot of our own words even in those extras. We round up what Scripture says about different topics, and we lay passages next to each other and discover new things that we wouldn't have discovered had we not laid them next to each other. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, to be clear. Like, we aren't doing this just for the community. We do this selfishly, yeah. you know, for ourselves. Like, what do we want in this book? What is going to help us read and understand the book of Daniel, for example, or whatever book of the Bible or whatever topic we're approaching. So we don't have it all figured out, but we do the work of going first and beginning to dig in. And then here's what we find helpful when approaching this book of the Bible. And then it's so fun when we do something like record a podcast episode way after the book has been built and developed and printed. We get to actually use the books when we record the podcast episodes and when we prepare for those. And it's so helpful and fun to use the books to sort of form our thoughts and have discussion about the topic because it's all right there. That approach has been really and truly so fundamental to my own growth and even just the last few years since working here toward how I read scripture and that I want everyone who reads with us to understand that those other resources are important and they're useful and they are gifts. They are gifts to us as the people of God, Yes, but also I'm a follower of Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit. I can open the word of God, read it, and God can show me things in his word. And our approach that we want you to open your scripture, to start there. If you have 10 minutes today, what we want you to do is open your Bible, read the passages, sit with them, think about them, write your questions, you know, pray over them if they're confusing or if there's something that you don't understand. And then if you have more time, we would love for you to read the devotionals that other she's in our community have written as they respond to scripture, but that those words are not the primary thing we want you to read with us. It's the word of God and then come to the conversation with what you read. And if you read a devotional and you think, actually, I saw something different in the reading. Here's what stuck out to me. Here's what I noticed. Here are questions that I had. Yeah. Join in the conversation. Ask questions. Say, I saw this differently. Yeah. Isn't it funny that she reads truth, like reading the Bible is not a new idea. It's funny that, you know, to see she reads truth and to be talking right now about the idea of approaching scripture ourselves and to read the Bible without commentary. It's not a new idea. It's a very ancient idea, but it feels a little fresh and strange to people. And I, you know, I said a minute ago, you know, when people interact with our study books for the first time and they feel a little, oh no, I don't, I don't know that I can do that. We get emails, you know, our customer service team will receive emails saying, I didn't realize there's no devotionals in this book. I'd like to return it. And a lot of times, and we have fantastic girls on our customer service team, and they'll email back and say, try it. Just try this one plan in this new format that you've never done before. And they come back and we often get a second email. And this time it's, hey, I just finished the study and I can't believe what I saw for myself. I didn't need somebody else to tell me what to look for or what to see. I opened the Bible and I read it for myself and I saw things that I never would have seen before. 
Yeah, it really does feel like it's almost like turning another metaphor, um, <laughs> turning like a pyramid on its head, you know, where we're instead of starting with the devotional and then, dig, you know, you're starting with scripture and then letting the ancillary teachings and devotionals and resources like that supplement yeah. our primary reading. Instead I, of having scripture supplement a devotional. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what we want our devotionals to be. We want them instead of being primarily a teaching moment, they have those for sure, but we want them to be an example of that going first and what it looks like to be a woman in the word who's engaging with scripture. And then we want it to point back to scripture because that's where we all want the takeaway to always be about God's word and not the person who happens to be writing that day. Right. One of those things that we keep coming back to is that we are biblically rooted and broadly evangelical, and that's reflected even in our devotional writers, that they are men and women from different denominations, different stages of life, and that's important to us. Yeah, it really is. That we represent the fullness of the kingdom as much as we possibly can. Yeah. And that sort of brings us to what you'll find on our website about what we do believe, those things that we are willing to stake a flag in and we say, this is who we are as a company. These are our essential beliefs about scripture and the word of God. So for those who are wondering, here are seven non-negotiable essential things that we believe at She Reads Truth. The very first thing that we believe is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like we believe that Jesus was God. We believe that he came to earth as a God man and that he gave his life for our sins, a, a sinless life, that he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven. And all of this was to pay the price for our sins so that we can live in eternity with him. So, I mean, I just, that's Amen. the gospel. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, the gospel. But we believe that. We believe that is true and everything, nothing else matters if that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. We believe that the Bible is God's word. We believe it's true and that it is our primary source of truth. And so we, we often will talk about things that are facts or things that are, you know, true because in living as human beings in a temporary world, you know, there are a lot of things that are true or factual that change, you mm -hmm. know? And so we talk about there are things that are true, but there's the truest truth. And that's God's word for us. It is the truest truth. Yeah. The things that were true about me 10 years ago may not be true about me now, but the things that were true in God's word 10 years ago or 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago are still true and won't stop being true. So we believe that the Bible is God's word, that it's true, that it's our authority, that it's not wrong, like that it's infallible and complete. And to that end, another thing that we believe is that the Bible is a historical record. We believe that the things, the stories written in God's word are not fiction. We believe they're true. These are things that really happened. And we're so grateful for that. And going along with that, Rachel, another thing we believe, we believe that the Bible is meant to be read. Because yeah. we believe that it's true, we, you know, there are some parts of the Bible that are tough to read, but we believe that the Bible cover to cover is given so that we may know God. And so even the parts that are tough to understand or scary or sad, they're all part of the good news of Jesus Christ yeah. and the gospel. And we believe that the Bible is for you. And when I say you, it's you who are listening right now and you who are in this room with me. The Bible is for you. There is no amount of knowledge or wisdom that makes you more or less qualified to read God's Word and that there is nothing, and hear this, there's nothing that you have done or are doing or will do that renders you ineligible. We will sometimes get emails from people saying, 
here's something I've done in my life or here's a denomination yeah. I am. Yeah. Can I read with you? Am I invited to read with you? Yes. There is not a person on earth who we do not want to be opening their Bibles with us. Yes. yes. We get the question of, may I still, this is what I believe, which is probably not what you believe. Can I still join you? Yes. Please. Yes. Yeah, please. Yeah. There's nothing that renders you ineligible for not just she reads truth, but for the gospel. Nothing makes you ineligible for the gospel. Preach it, Rachel. That's right. And finally, we believe the Bible is for right now. It's not for when we have our lives together. It's not for when we're less busy. It's not for when we're more educated or older or wiser or whatever. It's for right now. And the Holy Spirit inspired the words of Scripture, and we can trust the Holy Spirit who is present in us as believers to illuminate the words that he's already inspired. So we get to, as followers of Jesus, we get to read the Bible with the director's commentary um, in our hearts, in our ears. And so it's for right now. It's not for later. It's for today. I love that we just got to like talk about those out loud. I know they're on our website and I know that we talk about them a little bit throughout the office, but to sit down and say those, I need to say that more often. Like I'm grateful for this. Me too. I love just explaining more about what it means for our community, what it means to be a woman in the word of God every day. Yeah. We're going to keep having these conversations over the next few weeks about design and our community and who we are as an organization. So please keep joining us in these conversations about what it means to be a woman in the Word of God every day. And until next time, friends, what do we say? Keep Keep opening opening your Bibles. Bibles.